With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. Welcome into the second episode of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball Podcast, where we are going to combine our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news and analysis. I am one of your hosts. Dr. Physical Therapy, Brandon Bowers. And alongside me, as always, is Dr. Physical Therapy, Drew Ingalls. Drew, how are you doing? Good. Nice to be back. It's good here to get uh, episode two kicked off. And as we mentioned in episode one, we're going to kind of break things down here by division. In our, our first episode, we went through all the major injuries in the American and National League East divisions. And this week, we're moving on to the AL Central and the NL Central. So we're going to get things rolling here. I'm going to toss things over to Drew. We're going to get started here talking about the Chicago White Sox. We're going to start off with pitcher Nate Jones, who had a ulnar nerve repositioning procedure. He was shut down in July. He only made 11 appearances. And essentially what that procedure is, is uh, there's a nerve called your ulnar nerve, or what people might think is the funny bone. And it's located on the inside portion of the elbow. And essentially what is is happening is it gets irritated. And what they do is they release it from the sheath that encases it. And they put it in a new position. And that should reduce some of the irritation felt. Some symptoms that you might feel with that would be numbness and tingling in your hand. Maybe some uh, weakness, which obviously can impact the way that you can grip and throw the ball. So... Timeline uh, is about three to six months recovery, and he has been throwing, so uh, we would expect to see him to start the season. And it looks like he's going to be the setup guy and and potentially competing with Joaquin Soria to be the closer. And then moving on to uh, one of the starters, Carlos Rodon, he had a shoulder debridement procedure and uh, was dealing with some uh, bursitis. He missed the first three months due to the shoulder issue and potentially probably try to treat it conservatively with PT and and possible injections. But ultimately, he made 11 appearances, decided to shut it down in September, had an arthroscopic procedure. And in that particular procedure, they try to eliminate the frayed or damaged tissues, try to smooth out some areas and, uh, and calm down that bursa that was being irritated. All these things can can lead to irritation of the muscles and obviously impact the way that you throw. It might cause some mechanical changes, potentially leading to some other injuries down the way. But uh, he has also started throwing. Um, his was a little different. They, uh, they wanted him out six to eight months, which seems a bit long uh, for this particular procedure. So we're looking at anywhere from April to June for him to come back. 
doesn't it seem a bit long, uh, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. He's one of their, I would say, prized possessions that they've had uh, kind of in their system here for a little while now. So, I mean, like you were saying, Drew, it it does seem like it could be on a little bit of the long end. But I think what they're trying to do here is maybe to err on the side of caution and just be a little bit conservative with, with a guy who has the potential to be a big asset in that starting rotation for the White Sox. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, with them being more of a rebuilding team of sorts, a lot of young talent, um, they they kind of want to do this the right way. And it's kind of like the Andrew Luck situation of sorts, uh, where they're where they're not rushing him back and, and they're going to take as long as he needs so that he can be 100% when he comes back. And like you were saying, I mean, be, being in that re- rebuilding mode, I mean, you look at the past few years, they've sold off Chris Sale and Todd Frazier. And so, I mean... They're they're not going to win the division this year. It's definitely kind of the long term plan to get back there. But at, at this stage of the game, there's no sense in kind of pushing somebody back uh, to, to playing who's not quite ready to be there. Totally agree. All right, moving on to the Cleveland Indians. As Drew mentioned in our last episode, we are highlighting our favorite teams, and so uh, my father is a native of Northeast Ohio, so I am a huge Cleveland Indians fan. So we're going to chat a little bit here about Michael Brantley. In the past couple of seasons, he has had a myriad of injuries previously it was his shoulder uh, he had a labor labral repair and a biceps tenodesis uh, a couple of years ago and then more recently during the 2017 campaign he had suffered an ankle sprain and so at the end of the year uh, in mid-october he had what we call a brostrum procedure which is a surgery that is designed to stabilize the ligaments on the outer side of the ankle. When you do sprain your ankle, those ligaments get overstretched and don't provide the stability to the ankle that they're supposed to. So this surgery is designed to kind of recreate that stability. Um, The team has not indicated a specific return to play time for Brantley. The first time he had his shoulder surgery back in 2015, they put a time frame on him and really felt like he was being rushed back. So the Indians are another one of those organizations that are going to kind of err on the side of caution here. It wouldn't surprise me if he's not ready to start the season. Uh, When he is out there, he he can be effective, but his health the past couple of seasons, Drew, has not been too desirable. Yeah, like you said, uh, a couple surgeries the past couple of years. Fortunately, with Cleveland, they've got a lot of uh, talent and depth around him. So if he does need to take some time to get this fully right, I think they'll be just fine. I mean, last year, between the shoulder and the ankle, he played in 90 games, and he was able to hit 299. So when he's out there and he's able to contribute, I mean, he can contribute at a high level. It was just a couple years ago that he finished top three in the MVP voting. So when he's healthy, he he can definitely be a force uh, for the Cleveland Indians. So looking here, uh, back to Drew, we're going to talk about the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, as a Tigers fan, you, you kind of like to not see Brantley in the lineup. But moving on, um, looking at the injuries for the Tigers, we got uh, Michael Fulmer, similar to Nate Jones. He also had an ulnar nerve reposition. I saw him on Twitter. He's throwing. He looks good. Uh, he should be ready to be the number one starter um, opening day. So. Um, no worries uh, from his end. And then moving on to an older player, Victor Martinez, he was dealing with uh, some heart arrhythmias. Uh, he was on the DL two times last year. And you can opt to treat that conservatively with medication, but ultimately he opted to have a cardiac ablation. And essentially what they do is they um, treat it with extreme heat or cold to do um, destroy some of the tissue that's causing some of these uh, additional electrical impulses, which causes the irregular 
pattern uh, that can lead, if you don't treat it, I mean, you can ultimately go down a, a bad path if it's a, if it's a significant abnormal rhythm, but uh, from all reports, it looks like he's doing pretty good and he should be ready for the season. Yeah, I mean, two injuries for the for the Tigers there, Drew, especially the one with Fulmer. I mean, one another young gun for the Tigers, you said, should be the, the opening day starter. So whenever you see a name like that on the injury reports, definitely not a good sign. As for Martinez, uh, he, he was a guy I followed pretty closely. Because for those who remember, he did start his career with Cleveland, and uh, he came to the Indians organization as a 16- or 17-year-old and spent a lot of time there, then went to Boston, now obviously uh, with the Tigers. So. Hopefully he's he's good to go, like you were saying, Drew. Definitely a, a scary thing when we're dealing with any kind of heart issues. So uh, wishing both Fulmer and Victor Martinez the best here as we look to 2018. Yeah, I totally agree. We're gonna if the Tigers want to be competitive, they're gonna have to have these guys. Uh, well, definitely Fulmer, but um, having Victor Martinez in the DH spot, batting about 270 with you know 20 30 doubles you know, 70 to 90 RBI would be ideal. So if they want to have a chance, they got to have all their guys healthy and going. All right, right, jumping here to the last team we've got, actually second to last team rather in the AL Central. We're going to take a quick look at the Kansas City Royals and discuss a little bit here about Danny Duffy. A couple things here with Duffy. He he had a loose body in his elbow, which is essentially a a small piece of bone or cartilage that's floating around in that elbow joint, which can impede motion, uh, impede strength decrease function and cause pain. So essentially with this surgery, they'll go in and they'll just clean that up to make sure they get that loose body out of there so he can pitch uh, with adequate motion, adequate strength, and adequate flexibility. He had uh, this surgery was back in early October, and I don't know if you saw this, he had a bit of uh, an exciting offseason from a not-so-good point. He was actually uh, charged with a DUI and underwent a guilty plea there. So I believe he's under probation for a year or so. So not only was he dealing with this injury in the offseason, he had a little bit of off the field issues going on as well. well. It's funny you bring that up. The next guy that we're going to talk about has been dealing with some multiple issues as well. Why don't we get going here with, uh, like you were saying, Drew, we'll go right over to Miguel Sano with the Twins. Yeah, for the Twins, he is, uh, if you're looking at the injury perspective, he's dealing with a, uh, he was dealing with a stress reaction in his lower leg. He was out for the five, six weeks to end the season. Couldn't come back for the one-game wild card with the Yankees. Ultimately decided to have surgery. And essentially what they'll do is they'll clean out the areas that um, scar tissue. If there's a fracture, that they'll try to pin it down. And uh, usually about six to eight-week time frame for recovery. And from all reports, he's looking good. He should be ready for the season. Uh, but the other issue that he's dealing with is a sexual sexual harassment allegation. There's been no um, official ruling if there's going to be a suspension. We should hear in about probably within the next month or so whether or not he's going to be suspended for any games. So that makes me a little cautious, um, you know, depending on how high you want to draft him. He's going to be out for for any amount of time in regards to the uh, allegations of sexual harassment. But he yeah, was, so, I you mean, know, he, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, just 
another guy here who who has the potential to be a big contributor who just has these off the field issues which which you hate to see and especially the way the way I look at it is you look at the youth of the of the US and kind of wanting to come up into these sports and they they idolize these types of players so when players are doing this stuff off the field that puts them in a negative light i mean it's not giving a good impression for the up and coming uh future of each of these sports totally to- totally agree uh, but there's a, a moving on. We've got another teammate of his that is dealing with a, uh, a larger injury, and that's Michael Pineda. He was injured when he was a part of the Yankees last year. He ended up having Tommy John surgery, which we talked about last week. A lot of the pitchers that we talked about last week was dealing with that issue. Uh, he was injured in July, so uh, towards the end of the season. And uh, so if you look at the time frame, about 12 months is when return to play becomes much more realistic. Um, looking at Twitter, he's thrown uh, just a little bit. He had 30 throws of 60 feet. And if we're looking at the timeline, he might have a potential to return in late uh, um, July, early August, depending on how the, the Twins are doing might determine whether or not he returns to the season in the rotation or the bullpen. And if they're not, if they're not in the race for the, at least the AL central or the wild card, they might just shut him down for the whole year and wait for him to return in 2019. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Drew, Tommy John's one of those things that you want to make sure you do it right. And another one of those things you just, you don't want to rush those guys back. So they'll bring him back when he's ready. Obviously, the Twins have the potential to compete for that AL Central title Title with my Cleveland Indians. They, they showed last year that they are now a force in that division. So it'll be nice for the Twins when they can get him back. But again, I wouldn't anticipate that they're going to do any kind of rushing him back uh, if he's not 100% ready. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've wrapped up there the AL Central. So now we're going to jump over to the senior circuit to the National League. And we're going to chat a little bit about the NL Central. We're going to start with the Chicago Cubs. And Drew Smiley, who, as Drew just hit on with Pineda, Smiley also had Tommy John surgery. His surgery was in early July of last season. So a 12 to 15 month time frame for Smiley is going to be mid to late season this year. Uh, I don't anticipate he'll be anywhere close to ready for the beginning of the season um, as his surgery was a little bit later in the year as compared to Pineda. So Somebody who the Cubs have got kind of waiting in the wings uh, whenever he is ready. It's, he's going to be another nice weapon for Chicago. I know Drew, I, I believe Smiley spent a little time with, with Detroit at one point. Um, but now with the signing of Darvish, Smiley doesn't appear to be as much of a necessity for the Cubs. Uh, but definitely a guy that they'll have kind of in their back pocket when he's ready. Yeah, you're totally right. He was a part of uh, my Detroit Tigers. He was involved with the trade for David Price to Tampa Bay. And while in Tampa Bay, he dealt with a, uh, a shoulder uh, labral issue, which kept him sidelined for a majority of a season. So he's been dealing with a, uh, you know, a wide variety of some major surgeries. And like you said, he might be, uh, you know, someone to kind of stash away for a potential late season run if, if one of their starters uh, becomes injured. But they've got some pretty good depth right now, like you mentioned. 
Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Smiley from a from a fantasy perspective. One of those guys that if you've got a, a DL spot in your league, I mean, I, I think he's certainly worth stashing if you're playing in kind of a dynasty or a keeper league. A guy who has been shown to be able to contribute out on the ball diamond, but uh, not going to be ready here for the start of 2018. So we're going to jump over here to the Pittsburgh Pirates, Drew, and we'll t- chat a little bit here about Starling Marte. Not a whole lot going on with this team uh, besides some some major trades this offseason. But injury-wise, Sterling Marte, he was injured in winter ball. Um, simply uh, reports are just that he had a cut on his left hand, and they're just going to shut him down for that winter ball season. He looks to be the starting center fielder for the Pirates, and he should be good to go um, for this season. And the major thing that you have to look out for is, you know, is he going to be involved with any PEDs like he was last year, which kept him out 70, 80 games. So other than that, he should be the centerpiece for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like you said, Drew, the guys that they've traded away, I mean, they dealt McCutcheon. And do you remember who else they've traded away? Garrett Cole. Right, uh, to the to the Astros. So, I mean... They, they've kind of gotten rid of a couple, a couple of their fairly large pieces. So they're going to look for some of these other guys who've been with the ball club for a little while to step up and hopefully take on a little bit of a bigger role for them. And then Starling Marte appears to be one of those key pieces. So we'll see how things go for Pittsburgh in 2018. It's going to be a rebuild year for them. I mean, it's going to be tough to compete with the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Brewers with a couple signings that they've had looks to kind of take over that division. Exactly right, Drew. We're going to jump over here to the St. Louis Cardinals. Another guy here with Tommy John, uh, Alex Reyes, who was one of the the big-time prospects for the Cardinals. Uh, He's only 23 years old, and so he's kind of one of their up-and-coming young guns. Another kid who's who's dealing with this Tommy John, as we spoke on last week, is kind of the reconstruction of that ulnar collateral ligament on the inner side of the elbow. His surgery was in February of 2017, so just about a year ago now. And the team has indicated that they're targeting a May 1st return date this season, so about a month into the season. And they, the Cardinals have indicated that they're going to start him out in the bullpen with the intent to, to transition him back to the starting rotation. So, again, a guy who's got a bright and up-and-coming up future here. They're not going to rush him along. If he hits any snags along the way through the rehab process and the return-to-play process, I'm sure they'll slow him down. But as of right now, the Cardinals are targeting May 1st as his return, and they're going to start him in the bullpen before moving him to the starting rotation. Yeah, he'll be a nice piece to have competing with uh, you know the Cubs and the Brewers for the top of that division. He'll be... Probably what you think the third or fourth starter behind uh, Martinez, Waka, and and maybe you know Wainwright or Weaver. Yeah, I mean it, it, it figures to be where Reyes is going to slot right in, um, and he has the potential, Drew, to be a number one starter for them here uh, before too long. Should be a competitive NL Central. All right, we're going to jump here, Drew, and toss it over to you again. We're going to talk about rookie Davis for the Cincinnati Reds. Just like uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, there's not much to talk about with the Cincinnati Reds team. He, uh, if you recall, was the top prospect or, or the centerpiece of that trade for Aroldis Chapman. Um, he is dealing with a, a labrum issue, not of the shoulder, but of the hip and a bone spur that uh, took him out in October. He had surgery then. And uh, to treat this, they're going to try conservatively uh, with some PT, possible injections. 
Uh, but ultimately, the procedure involves um, the labrum, which helps stabilize the hip joint. That labrum basically helps keep the head of the femur or your thigh bone up in the hip socket. Timeline for recovery is about four to six months. He's probably not going to be ready for spring training. He has started throwing. He's on a uh, um, pitch count. Um, he's similar to um, Michael Pineda. They started with about 30 feet, moving on to 60 feet, and then gradually upping the number of throws with each session. So looking at him, uh, he's probably going to start in AAA. And then depending on how he does, will determine how quickly he gets called up to the majors. Yeah, like you were saying, Drew, a big centerpiece here for that Aroldis Chapman deal. Another young guy, 24 years old. And he, he's a big kid, too, 6'5", 255. Uh, so he, he's one of those guys that potentially has has the ability to really contribute here for the Reds uh, kind of going forward here in the future. But again, like you were saying, probably start down in AAA, work his way up, and then see see how quickly he can contribute up at the big league level. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's such a young guy and a lot of talent. They, they're probably not going to be too competitive for the top of the division. So want to make sure that he has enough time to recover from this and be a hundred percent when he does return. All right. We're going to head to our last team here in the NL central and that is the Milwaukee Brewers. And as you were saying, Drew, they've had a pretty busy off season. Um, and we're going to quickly highlight and dive deeper here on the injury for Jimmy Nelson. Now, Jimmy Nelson is dealing with a rotator cuff and labrum issue, both of which he had surgery on last season. Um, and I, I did a write-up on him for the fantasy doctor. So if you head on over to our website, you can kind of see in-depth and in-detail what each of these surgeries and kind of rehab entail. But again, we'll just hit on this a little bit more. So that rotator cuff there, Drew, in the shoulder is comprised of kind of the four rotator cuff muscles, which kind of help to move the shoulder and help position it in space when it comes to pitching, when it comes to daily living. Um, and whenever you have one of these rotator cuff muscles that is impaired via a tear or a strain or a tendonitis type thing, it can severely limit uh, mobility and functional level. Um, as Drew mentioned, you've got the labrum in the hip. And you also have the more commonly known labrum in the shoulder, which is a piece of cartilage that sits between the, the ball and socket of that joint. And sometimes when uh, that labrum gets torn, it can, again, impede motion, cause kind of like a clicking or catching and, and, and severely limits a, an individual's ability. So as I mentioned, Nelson had surgery on both of these in the offseason in late September. So I'm not anticipating that Nelson is ready to go to start spring training. Well, the good news is they've got some guys that can kind of help pick up the slack with Zach, uh, Zach Davies and, uh, you know, Junior Gar uh, Guerrera. Uh, there's a couple of guys that can help fill in for him when he uh, ultimately is able to return. And, you know, it'll be interesting when he does return, Drew. I mean, obviously the Cubs are the odds-on favorite to win that division. But, I mean, the Brewers now, I mean, they've added some pieces this offseason that they're, they're looking to be competitive and make a run at that NL Central title. Oh, definitely with Christian Yelich and uh, Lorenzo Cain and, uh, you know, moving. Um, uh, well, was Braun in the outfield last year? Or was he third base? Uh, I can't recall off the top of my head. I, I want to say he was in the outfield. But regardless, they've got, you know, Thames and Shaw at, at the corner spots, and they've got some nice depth on the offense. 
Yeah, so we'll see what happens uh, happens there with the Brewers, Drew. Again, next week uh, we were gonna take a look at the AL West and the NL West, and then we're we're also gonna potentially have a special guest on with us, and we're gonna dive in and give our our picks for each of the divisions, uh, the playoffs, the wild card, and who who ultimately we think is gonna come out on top and take home the World Series title this year. So that's gonna do it here for episode two of the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball podcast. Again, we've hit on both the Central Divisions here, NL and AL Central. Drew, do you have any final thoughts? Just looking forward to next week's episode. It sounds like we've got a lot of things cooking. And uh, go Tigers. On that note, Drew, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a, a go tribe here. Again, for those of you listening to here to the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at the Fantasy DRS, myself at BLBowers12. And Drew at Drew Ingles. Uh, on behalf of my co host, Drew Ingles, I'm Brandon Bauer signing off. We'll see you next time on the Fantasy Doctors Major League Baseball podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.